do not do what I say. (laughs) There's a light and fluffy Christmas message for all of us today, right? We love Christmas time because it's little baby Jesus in the manger. It's the wise man. It's the, the songs. It's the trees, the decorations. It's the pretty lights. It's the Santa Claus. But ultimately, because Jesus is Lord, we have to deal with the fact that so often we call him Lord, Lord, just like people did 2,000 years ago, and yet we don't do what he says. We'll cry out that Jesus is Lord, but we don't trust him with every part of our lives. Right? We believe that Jesus is Lord, but I'm still going to do whatever I want, however I want, whenever I want to do it. I'm going to behave the way I want. I'm going to think the way I want. I'm going to use my sexuality, my money, my resources, my power, my influence in any way that I want. And I believe that Jesus is Lord, but I'm still going to keep control. You see, and it's a very, very powerful verse here in Luke chapter 6. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you do not do what I say? You can almost hear the desperation in the voice of Jesus. Jesus as Lord. You call me Lord and Lord. You know I'm the supreme authority. You know I'm the Messiah. You know what I've come to do to usher in the kingdom of God. And so why are you not listening to me? Why are you not doing what I say? It's kind of this idea that as a follower of Jesus, we can sit here and we can read something from, you know, like, for example, from gospel, from the gospel of Matthew. Right. And we can talk about, you know, this warning against hypocrisy as an example. It's like, why are you living your life saying you believe one thing, but you're doing the exact opposite of what you say you believe? Like you're living your life like a hypocrite. And we could look at that in our own lives and say, man, is there a part of my life where I'm living like a hypocrite and we can either make Jesus Lord of that or what we could do is we could say yeah you know what this thing about being a hypocrite I don't really like that so I'm just going to kind of not worry about the fact that I'm a hypocrite or you know like this commandment where Jesus says to go out into all the nations and be baptized well you know I don't think I really need to be baptized even though Jesus said I have to do it it's clear in his words here that I should do it but I don't feel like getting baptized so I'm not going to do that one I'm going to pick and choose which parts of Jesus I want (laughs) now please don't send me email on Monday morning that I've ripped up my Bible this is an old old Bible it's falling apart it's broken it's already missing some pages so but I'm doing this to make a point When you and I selectively look at the words of Jesus, when Jesus says, why do you not listen to me? In other parts of the gospel, Jesus said, if you truly love me, you will keep my commandments. But yet so often, even though Jesus is Lord, we say no thank you. And we got to be so mindful of that. I'll give you Sunday. But you can't touch my Friday night or my Saturday. You can't touch my week. You know, I'll trust you with my salvation. Or I'll trust you with the salvation of my kids. But boy, my kids better submit to me and do what I say. Or I'll trust that God is my provider. But the idea of being generous, 
to people, of tithing to the church, of helping the poor, of blessing the needy. No, thank you. Sure, I know Jesus is Lord, but I'm never going to forgive that person who hurt me. Sure, I'm a Christian. I go to youth group, but who cares if I have sex with my girlfriend or sex with multiple girls? Doesn't matter. Who cares if I lie, if I steal a little bit, I gossip, I tell some white lies, I'm greedy, I'm self-centered, I'm arrogant, I'm boastful. Jesus will understand. I'm just going to rip that part out. That's the partially surrendered life. And Jesus isn't interested in a partially surrendered surrendered life. See, Jesus isn't interested in a partial relationship with you. Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. Jesus sends the Holy Spirit to come and indwell you and actually gives you the power to live a fully surrendered life under the lordship of Jesus. Right? So... We need to live surrendered lives. In Proverbs chapter 5, verses 5 and 6, it says this, Trust in the Lord with some of your heart and lean on your own understanding. In some of your ways, acknowledge him and you can make your own path straight. See, that's the Pastor Kevin version of Proverbs 3, verse 5. That is not what the Bible says. But there are times in my life where I live that way. There's times in your life when you live that way, that we lean on our own understanding, that we trust the Lord with some of our heart, and we are working really hard to make our own path straight. But Psalms, uh, sorry, Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, all of your heart. Your heart is your complete, total being. Jesus teaches that it's out of the heart that everything flows. Out of the heart, out of every thought comes. Out of the heart, every word comes. Out of the heart, every action comes. So we trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and we lean not on our own understanding because surrendering to the Lordship of Jesus sometimes in this world feels ludicrous. (laughs) And it looks so counter-cultural. And it is counter-cultural. Because Jesus comes from a different culture. He comes from the kingdom of God. Right? And so we trust in him and we acknowledge him in all the ways that we live our lives. And if we submit to his lordship, then he will make our path straight. He deals with these things. So as I've been praying about this week, I asked myself this week, are there parts of my life where I have not surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus? Do I still cling to things more than I cling to Jesus? One of the things that I had to do, and just to be a little transparent today, is uh, when we put our dog down last month, um, that really rocked me. And as a cat person who's had a dog for the last seven years, I was surprised how much that rocked me and how much that really weighed on me. So I spent a lot of time with God on this. And I asked him, God, is there a part of my life 
I truly haven't surrendered to you. And in those moments, God revealed to me that I'm still clinging on to a fear of loss. Like, what if God, in his wisdom, takes someone or something away from me that I love? What if it's my health? What if it's a spouse? What if it's a child? What if it's the church? What if it's my position? What if it's my job? That there, there's something still in my heart where I'm afraid of loss. What is it for you? What part of your life have you not truly surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus? Is it your children, your health, your temper, your relationships, your finances, the future? Because Jesus doesn't want us to live a partially surrendered lives. Jesus wants to minister to us and to guide us into the fully surrendered life because he is Lord, the supreme authority, the controller. Look at what Paul writes in Romans chapter verses 14, uh, sorry, chapter 14, verses 7 and 8, right? Paul writes this to the church. He says, for we do not live for ourselves or die for ourselves. If we live, it is to honor the Lord. If it is to die, it is to honor the Lord. So whether we live or we die, we belong to the Lord. Whatever is going on in your daily life, whatever you're dealing with, that we give these things to the supreme authority of Jesus. Our jobs, our family, our education, our health, our finances, our relationships, everything is under his lordship, right? And see, and this is the challenge, I think, in our culture today. We love the idea of Jesus being my homeboy. We love the idea of Jesus being my best friend. Remember years ago when I was contemplating going into full-time ministry, the church that I was serving at, they were amazing, and they were investing in me and pouring into me and sending me on conferences, and they wanted to hire me to to be the children's pastor there at the church. And, and they sent me to Chicago to Willow Creek Church to go to their um, kids ministry convention that they put on. And we learned this great song, you know, Jesus, you are my best friend. And we had all the actions and we would sing those songs on Sunday morning. And it's yes, it's true. Jesus is your best friend. But ultimately, it's not about bringing Jesus into our lives as a best friend, because you don't have to listen to your best friend. You can ignore your best friend. <laughs> But we have to remember that Jesus is not just a best friend. Jesus is Lord. <laughs> Jesus is Lord. Right At the Christmas season, when we focus on the little baby Jesus in the manger, it's cute. This song, a manger, is a sweet little lullaby. But it's not a lullaby to make us find comfort in ourselves. It's not a lullaby to bring us comfort in our Christmas tradition. It's a lullaby to bring us peace of mind and peace of heart that Jesus is Lord. That he is the king of angels. That he is the supreme authority over heaven and of earth, over governments, over kingship, over churches, over our nation, over the world, over me, over you. So the question for all of us in this last Sunday of Advent, when we remember the birth of Jesus, when we long for his return to come again, 
we ask ourselves, am I willing to make Jesus Lord? One of the scariest verses for me as a pastor comes from Matthew chapter 7. And Jesus says this. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is, who is in heaven. Many will say on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and did we not drive out demons and perform many miracles? And then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoer. See, that is a powerful reminder that it's not enough to just say that Jesus is Lord. It's that we have to trust him as Lord. That we turn to him as Lord. Because none of us want to end up on that day of judgment when Jesus returns to set up his eternal kingdom, when there will be no more suffering and no more tears and no more pain, and we will be in the full presence of the glory of God forever. None of us want to miss that chance to be a part of it because we believed Jesus was Lord, but we never surrendered to him as Lord. And the way that we do that is so different than just saying you believe. What we do is we turn our hearts where our affections are, the things that I love more than the things I love of God, the things that I trust more than I trust God. I have to say, God, forgive me that I've put my affections there. And today I give my affection to you. Come into my life. Lord, I know you are Lord of all creation. And today, you were already Lord of my life, but today I surrender to your Lordship in my life. I pray that you, God, would help me understand you more. I pray that you would grow my heart to know you more. And I pray, God, that I will acknowledge you today and that you, God, will make my path straight. If you pray like that today, the Bible teaches that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, comes into you and makes you new, and you become a brand new creation. And if you've done that today, I would love if you would click that in the chat. The little pop-up shows up. It's just the little virtual raising of your hands to let us know that you've chosen to surrender your life to Jesus. And a pop-up shows up. You can put your name and your email address there, because I would love to follow up with you and, and to pray for you and to get some free resources in your hands as you begin this new relationship with Jesus the Lord of your life. And for the rest of us who we've done that years and years ago, I challenge you this Christmas season, especially in a Christmas season that looks a little bit different than what we might might like in a Christmas season. That's a little different than our traditions. That's different than what we would prefer. Are we trusting that Jesus is still Lord? Do we truly trust that Jesus has got this? that Jesus is Lord, that he is the controller, and we can still rest at night peacefully because he is our Lord. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed, the little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. I love thee, Lord Jesus. Look down from the sky and stay by my side till morning is nigh. Let's pray. Father God, I'm so grateful for this Christmas season when we can reflect and remember the birth of Jesus and we can trust in his words that he will come again.
that he will set up his eternal kingdom because he is the Lord of all. And so, Father, I thank you for bringing to mind in my own life areas where I've not fully trusted your lordship, places where I've clung to fear, clings where I've clung to my own understanding, places where I've clung to my control. And God, I pray that you would continue to work in my life to break me of that more and more, to trust you more and more with every part of my life. And God, I pray for that for all of us who call Greenbelt Church our home, that you would work, that you would minister, that you would bless us, that you would guide us, that each and every one of us could clearly articulate a place in our lives where we've been living a partially surrendered life and that we could repent of that. We could say sorry for that. God, forgive us of that. And that, God, you would take control of that part of our lives and that you would make our path straight on it. And so, God, as we continue to worship you here at Greenboat Online, I pray that you would minister to each and every heart as we sing songs of praise to you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.